guys, I'm Richard Fitzgerald. This is Dubai Works, where we interview the business leaders making a difference in this great city. That business with scalability was very interesting to me. I like building something that has legacy. This episode of Dubai Works is sponsored by Petra Insurance, a groundbreaking player in the UAE insurance market. With more than 55 years of experience in the industry, Petra Insurance offers a range of products to individuals and companies, providing quick solutions and the advantage of paying in installments. They also recognize the importance of transparency and they make it a point to assure trust in their policies. You can get in contact with them directly by visiting insurewithpetra.com. All right, this is episode 146. It is with Erica Doyle. It was due to be my friend and former colleague, uh, Boye Belogan, the founder of Future Tech. Uh, but we took a break, and I hope you did too, for UAE National Day. Uh, this was a great interview with Erica. We discussed themes like alcohol, non-alcoholic, drinks industry, distribution, F&B, e-commerce. A lot of a recurring theme is marketplace versus digital native vertical brands and Erica had some really good thoughts on that. Great story, really good communicator, our perfect type of guest on this show, uh, in my opinion, but interested to hear your views. Do you prefer these type of guests where they're a year or two or a couple of years into a startup and they're figuring things out in, in the UAE? Or would you prefer the more sort of tried and tested, maybe listed company, semi-state CEO, uh, what do you prefer? What are your interviews that you have liked over the time? Uh, and anyway, enjoy the conversation. Welcome back to another episode of Dubai Works Business Podcast. I'm joined with Erica Doyle. Hi, Richard. Hi. Good morning. Uh, this episode, we're speaking to the founder and managing director of Drink Dry, the region's first online non premium non-alcoholic drinks marketplace. They offer a curated selection of non-alcoholic hops, spirits, still and sparkling grape wine, cocktails and tonic mixers. We'll be talking about how Erica came up with the idea for Drink Dry the marketplace and the industry in general, and then also your plans for the region. Okay, thank you for having me. And good morning. <laughs> yeah, good morning. thanks for coming in to, <laughs> to our studio. Pleasure. Uh, we, we didn't know if we were going to do this on Zoom, but it's good to be in person, right? <laughs> it's so much nicer. Like, I think it's, you know, it's, um, um, I think the world did a great job last year uh, doing business over Zoom and, and trying to make those connections, but there's nothing quite like sitting face to face and looking at you and being able to really relay the passion and, and what we do with Drink Dry and in general sitting with somebody face to face. Yeah, we're not really in the metaverse yet. Conversations on Zoom just aren't the same. It's not the same. It's mm. not the same. You know, you don't get to feel the person. You don't get to really understand them. I yeah, think. yeah, in all ways. Yeah, I get it. Uh, cool. So uh, we can talk about the pandemic, but let's talk about how you came up with Drink Dry in yes. the first place. Um, so I think I'll start off with a little bit of background, my own personal background, because it all kind of links into where we are today. Um, so... Originally, I had nothing to do with drinks industry for my career or anything like that. So I, I studied history and politics at Nottingham University, okay. worked in Whitehall in London, um, you know, just as a normal consumer, enjoyed my drinks, but nothing more than that. Um, and then in 2015, uh, my husband and I had been trying to start a family for a while and it wasn't happening. And then we started, uh, we, we were toying with the idea of doing the whole kind of 
simple but very effective overhaul of our lifestyle, you know? So sleep more, eat better, drink less, uh, exercise more, all along that kind of line. Um, so I, I cut out alcohol uh, for the reason because I wanted to have children. Mm. And then it just struck me like a ton of bricks of all the wonderful side effects that came with that. Now, I wasn't a massive drinker in any, any way. You know, I enjoyed a glass of wine there and there or maybe more than one or two at the weekend. But I wouldn't say we were huge drinkers. Now, when I cut alcohol out altogether, I really felt the good physical, emotional, mental health side effects in a, in a really positive way. And then because we lived in the UK at that point, all the non-alcoholic trends, the, the drinks, the talk about it started to come out. So, um, you know, we were the first guinea pigs of uh, the brands like Seedlip uh, coming out and we were the first people to try it. All the non-alcoholic craft breweries were popping up in the UK and my husband was really enjoying all of that. Some mm. were worse than others. Mm. So when we then moved to Dubai in 2019, we were seasoned non-drinkers of about four years with few kids under our belt by then. And uh, so it worked for us. It worked. <laughs> Brilliant, good story. Um, so we then moved to Dubai in 2019 and it just, it was like traveling back in time. I couldn't believe that there was nothing available mm. in Dubai. You know, we're such a hub, like so many different nationalities. I think it's the, the latest, so over 200 nationalities in Dubai and not a single non-alcoholic drinks brand that I was used to seeing on the supermarket shelves, in my local pub, online, nothing. Mm. A big fat zero. Mm. Um, so this is 2019. And then I spent about six months to a year moaning to my husband. There's nothing here. <laughs> you know, I'm not going to drink a peach flavor malt beverage because that's, that's not what we do. Um, and then it kind of, in 2020, we set up Drink Dry to become a first premium non-alcoholic drinks marketplace to the end consumer. So we have a curated selection from all over the world. We ship from France, Belgium, Spain, UK, We've got products coming from Italy, um, now America and New Zealand, um, and we supply directly to the end consumer through the world of ecom. Amazing, great Thank story. You. <laughs> uh, I can see how you came about with it, but lots to unpack there. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the last bit. So the products that you have, I've seen on your Drink Dry Store website, yes. Uh, they do look premium. Um, you have, you know, and how you described it there, you're not making the drinks, so you're no. you're selecting the best around the world. Um, and can you talk about some of those products, the names of them, and and what a consumer gets, basically? Sure. So I think um, the biggest challenge that we have as Drink Dry Store is breaking the taboos and the barriers of what non-alcoholic drinks are. Traditionally, they're terrible. The taste is bad, full of sugar. You know, it's, it's a great juice in a champagne-style bottle. When you open it, you feel like giving it to your kids. It doesn't taste nice, you know? Um, so we spent about 12 months uh, in 2020 sourcing these products, trying to find products that tasted premium, that were healthy, that, you know, our... So I'll give a couple of examples. So our best sellers are premium Belgian beer, blonde beer, a 0.0% alcohol. Pilsner it, taste. Or... The taste is spot on. Yeah. I guarantee you, if I gave you a, a, a bottle of chilled beer, um, you wouldn't know the difference. Mm. In the first 
pint or bottle you have, you wouldn't know the difference that it is non-alcoholic. Mm. All the taste profiles are there, the hot flavors, the the experience of it, the color, the foam, everything is there, you know? Um, it's It's got low sugar, so it's 23 calories per 100 ml, which is so good for you. I mean, I, I you know, I challenge you to find another soft drink that has less sugar than that. Um, then we have one of the other bestsellers is our sparkling uh, non-alcoholic wine, very much Prosecco style. So it's dry, crisp. It has that sort of um, dry mouthful aftertaste that you expect from Prosecco. It's not a sweet, sparkling grape juice mm. that you, I think you or me or anybody who's ever tried to buy a bottle of non-alcoholic drink here in Dubai before we started has experienced some bad drinks yeah um then we have still wines from miguel torres winery now when a winemaker uh five generations of winemaking family put their name on a non-alcoholic grape beverage or non-alcoholic wine it has got to be good they're mm. not going to risk their reputation on something like that mm. so the the white wine that we have is a muscat grape so for those who like a slightly sweeter a uh, sweeter grape. Um, okay. It's got no added sugar, so the sweetness doesn't come from anything added. It's simply the grape profile. It's got a lot of orange blossom, a lot of fruity notes. Um, in the in in red style, we have uh, Torres Natureo uh, Ganache Syrah. Again, quite full-bodied, really enjoyable red wine. Um, yeah, so these are our sort of four yeah. bestsellers. These are the bestsellers. Um, so how did you, you know, how did you set up the business when you were here? How did you go about that? So I, 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 I was one of those people who set up a business probably two weeks prior to the pandemic happened. Yeah. So I established Drink Dry uh, in February 2020 wow. to then kind of decide to make a little bit of a stop until the world went back to normal. So we actually started trading as an e-commerce platform in December 2020. Okay. So on the 16th of December, we made the website live. With a grand total of five products. Almost as a, as happy a, <laughs> anniversary. Yeah. <laughs> five we, products, are, yeah. we are almost there. Yeah. So we went live with five products thinking, you know, we'll get it live. And then once the rest of the stock arrives, we'll be kind of up and running. And the, the, the feedback, the demand was just overwhelming. We wow. sold out in, in the space of probably four and a half weeks. So at the end of January, we were flying in stock because we couldn't wait for stock that was on sea coming here. Amazing. So it just proved to us that the demand has been here and mm. it was here for some time. Mm. There was just no one offering the supply of it. Okay. Right? Um, so we started off as an e-commerce business to the end consumer because I think for the non-alcoholic drinks, because it's still a niche business anyway you've got to know your consumer you've got to understand them you've got to know how to speak to them how to present the product to them how to market it to them you know mm. you've got to explain it to them um so that was always our business model we wanted to be an e-com that's where the future is going but then what we found almost accidentally the retail chains the retail stores started approaching us mm. for these products because they are exclusive to us if you if you want to you or a business or a restaurant or a hotel want to list and sell our products you have to come by us mm. so they started approaching us to get the products into the supermarkets and and uh, the restaurants as well the yeah. same so the retail followed first so uh we we launched the business as in a trading sense in december 2020 by march we were present in five uh supermarket stores and then expanded to another 11 by 
by, by November. And that changed how you set up the business. Is it different to set up an e-commerce platform and a drinks distributor? Are you entirely, effectively- entirely. You know, so the business plan that we wrote for, for us in October, we had to rip that up altogether and we had to redo our cash flow position because once you go into retail and you're talking different numbers, it's you're talking different. different margins, you're talking different uh, different people you need to employ who totally. understand logistics, the everything. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so we, we had to quickly and, and that's the beauty of being a startup. You know, mm. anybody who's ever worked for a startup or founded one knows that the benefit of being a startup is you are nimble, you're pragmatic and mm. you have to be. So we then uh, brought in a team on board who helped us navigate the very complicated channels of retail, which I didn't have experience in. What was your experience after history and politics? What, what you um, studied? It was a good job that I had a lot of passion and drive, yeah. you know, because otherwise I think you would have just packed up and said, I don't understand this. This is too complicated. But, All I- but you weren't involved in technology or websites mm, or anything in retail? No, I mean, look, with anything, I think... Um, we can't be jacks of all trades, right? Sure, so yeah. we have to surround ourselves. And this is my mantra. I have to surround myself with great people who tell me what to do, opposed to me telling them what to do, because mm. they're not going to last in a startup. Mm. So we brought in people who had experience working with retailers, speaking their language, being able to negotiate with them, you know, because it's, it's quite uh, cutthroat. Yeah. Um, so we did that. So in March, we were up and ready. So we had uh, a team of three people who managed the retail side for us and, and they, they, they still do it and they do it very, very successfully for us. We're now in, uh, with a different retailer in, in Abu Dhabi and we've got another three signed up for 2022. Mm-hmm. So that's been a, a side of our business that we didn't anticipate, but has naturally and organically grown to be a really important part of, for mm-hmm. us. Mm-hmm. Then I would say by, so we had the Gulf food in February. And that's when I first started to see the potential in on trade in the hospitality industry, okay. hotels, restaurants, cafes, uh, mainly unlicensed as well. And I think that gets kind of forgotten. There are so many wonderful eateries that people go and enjoy that are unlicensed. Wow. Yeah. It's such an opportunity, isn't it? Exactly. Right. Um, yeah. So again, we then uh, saw that as a potential. I don't have experience in operating in, in on trade. I can talk about non-alcoholic drinks and my passion and, and the products that I have. I can tell the buyer, you know, for, for two hours, the process, the product is made. I don't necessarily know the execution element of it. I don't mm. know how it works. Mm. Um, so we then brought in a two people team to manage that side for us. We partnered up with a distributor here because that's a whole different operation, you know, mm. to be able to make 50 deliveries a day, small deliveries to different hotels, restaurants to facilitate their day-to-day needs. Mm. It's, 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 it's a different kind of game. Yeah. So we partnered up with an FMCG distributor, which we are super happy with. Um, and then we launched into the world of uh, hospitality. Yeah. Yeah. Be quite Siri. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you launched into hospitality. Um, okay. So, and did you raise funds? Um, we, we, we have a private investor. So yeah. when we, when we started the business, partner, we had somebody yeah. who operates in the drink, drinks industry in the region who believed in what we were trying to do. Um, neither us nor him, it's, it's a male, uh, imagined that the business will grow at such rate and such scale. We were incredibly fortunate to have the investor who had the capability to give us more than we initially asked for mm. because they saw the opportunity. Mm. And I think with, you know, with any investor, as long as they see the opportunity and the growth in the business, they're happy to put the funds 
in mm. rather than fund the losses. That's mm. a different kind of investment that nobody wants to make. Yeah. So we have a private investor in, in, okay. in, in, in our industry, in and, our business. And Erica, so talking a little bit about products outside of what you stock, uh, one of my first experiences uh, as a marketer in this region 10 years ago was with uh, a big uh, drinks company, Rani Refreshments from Ojan, and, when, and they had products which were consumer-facing juices and, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, soft drinks, and they had Barbican, which is uh, like a Holston Pills-looking-like yes. bottle. And, you know, so that product is available. Yes, it might be subjective, but it is available. There is something in the market. And, you know, and then uh, are there, you know, other drinks that are available to people? It's not as if... You know, in the Muslim world, there's a lot of non-alcoholic drinkers, so they were catered for to a certain degree. Yes. So I think, look, I think what we have done, and, and we actually made a mistake when we first did our market research. We made a mistake, hands up. We segmented our consumers into the very typical demographics, male, female, Western, local, age, gra- you know, age group, sex, etc. And we realized that that is not how we should be looking at our consumer. Okay. And then we did the exercise and we segmented our consumers into reasons why. Why does the consumer come to us? Why do they look for these non-alcoholic drinks? Or about behavior. Exactly. And then all of a sudden you have a 21-year-old Western expat being placed in the same category as a 70-year-old uh, local gentleman because their reasoning for, for choosing non-alcoholic is the same. Great. Right? Um, so we, we did that exercise and that really opened up our eyes to how to speak to our consumers and why our consumers come to us. So to answer your question, yes, there have been some drinks that have been available here worldwide. The reason for rise in non-alcoholic drinks are many. One of them is being health reasons. Historically, the products that sit in the kind of non-alc space that mimic alcohol, so your Barbicans, your Holston, your... Um, or even the even the Heineken brands in their non-alcoholic version, even the mainstream brands. So yeah. No, I think Heineken have done a great job when they released like Heineken Zero. I think it's a fantastic product from a mainstream brand. I think they've done a fantastic job. But going back to those old traditional brands that you know, Beck's Blue. We've all seen our dad drink a Beck's Blue when he's a designated driver at some point. They're full of sugar. Okay. They are not good for you. They sit in the same category as you know, sugary carbonated drinks. And a lot of us through 2020 are trying, like putting a lot of effort into trying to be healthy. So it matters to us what we put inside our bodies. So you can't just spend your Monday to Friday eating super well, going to the gym, going for walks, doing yoga, being a good parent, you know, all of those things, and then drink a lot of sugar, sugary drinks at the weekend. You can't do that anymore. Okay. So you look for alternatives if you don't drink alcohol, right? And our drinks are healthy they're low in sugar they're low in calorie there's no nasty preservatives in them there's mm. nothing bad in it um and also i think it's 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 very important to mention that from our consumers um it's not just non-drinkers i mean yes i'm a non-drinker but i am not necessarily my consumer in in every way about 86 percent of our consumers are simply moderators people who are possibly drinkers, but are look to moderate during the week or during social occasions, or they they're training for a marathon and they're looking to you know have a very productive week in training, so they look at non-alcoholic options, or people who are not familiar with the world of drinking who are simply looking to explore the new ways 
of drinking. But why does it need to be called non-alcoholic? The water, sparkling water isn't in a non-alcoholic section yeah. on a, in a store. Like, why, why isn't it its own category, like, like water or soft drinks? Why is, it, why is it to do with alcohol? I think it's, it's more around the lifestyle and that going back to reason why. It's, it's the social aspect of it. It's the, you know, celebrating. So if you are celebrating something, a glass of sparkling okay. water doesn't quite cut it, right? You, you want the ceremony of, Fair enough. Good of, point. Of, of, of a sparkling wine, yeah. let's say. If you are watching football with your friends on a Tuesday night, okay, I get you. you want to have a slice <laughs> of pizza and a beer, yeah. but you might be up at five o'clock next day running or cycling or you, you're flying on a business trip. So alcohol isn't an option and water is just boring, right? Yeah. So you opt for a non-alcoholic beer. Yeah. So it's it's filling that gap where the soft drinks don't cut it for the occasion, for the reason, for the purpose, but there's no place for alcohol either. Mm. So we fill that gap in the middle. So it's more of a healthy alternative to Coca-Cola or soft yes. drinks. Yeah. Or, or if you're looking for a replacement drink to alcohol mm. for an occasion purpose. And now we'll take a break to hear from our sponsor. So when Augustus Media was starting our business in 2015, one of the things we obviously needed was insurance for employees. Back then it was only a couple of us, so it wasn't a big deal. But we came across Petra Insurance and we started using them. Almost seven years later, 30 employees in the UAE, we still use Petra Insurance. They are one of our core business partners. We have a direct relationship with them and anytime anything comes up, whether it's group insurance, whether it's individual, things are very quick to get back to us and we really feel they're a business partner for us and have helped us grow. And now we're back. Do you have, do you think your brand has to do uh, persuasion or changing people's mindset or do you think such is the reaction to your products that, you know, it's a good market fit that people are already more uh, in tune to the health benefits of not drinking alcohol all the time? No, I think we have to do an awful lot of education. You know, uh, people who I do interviews with, people who I speak to, my consumers, my friends, my suppliers, we do a lot of education mm. and we tell them about this. That's our passion, what we do, that's our knowledge. Um, so we are very, very, very selective in the products that we have curated under our portfolio. Because for me, I put in too much effort and time into acquiring a customer. Into, into convincing somebody to try one of my non-alcoholic drinks. And I can't afford for that product to be bad quality. Yeah. So we only have probably uh, about 40 different products on our marketplace, but they are all very carefully selected. So I know if, if somebody's buying a non-alcoholic beer and they're looking forward to trying it, they will be pleased with it. They will be impressed. That's mm. our goal, is to mm. impress people with our products. Mm. So we are very selective and we make sure that it's premium, that the quality is there, the, 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 what they're looking for is there. So once they try one product, they trust us to try something else that's slightly out of their comfort zone. Or if we bring in new products, our consumers trust us that mm. if they bring it in, it must be good because everything else I've tried is good. Okay. And the, the people who make these products, whether they've traditionally made wine or whether they're uh, startup businesses in their country who've come up with a new drink formula that's more healthy, uh, you know, a good, obviously a market entry is really hard. So having a partner in this region is good for them. But does it think, you know, do you think that you've been able to be successful early on because there aren't those type of companies here? Correct. 
Okay. I think, yeah, I think so. <laughs> and why do you think that is? Why aren't they here? Um, I think and why we, didn't you do it? Why didn't you do manufacturing here and um, create your own drink? I think it's a different, uh, different business skill. It's, it's an entirely different business model to be yeah. a producer and manufacturer of brands. I think there, there are a few questions in there, yeah. so I'll try to break Sorry. them down. I think um, the reason nobody else has done it, because when I, when I had the idea of a marketplace, my initial thought process was I'm going to approach all these uh, big FMCG distributors and ask them, hey, what is in the pipeline? Surely you see the world exploding in, in non-alcoholic drinks. What do you guys have in the pipeline? So I did that. And the answer from every single one of them in early 2020 was a big fat nothing. Really? The answers I had was non-alcoholic drinks here is not a business. And then when I added to it that I want to do it as an e-com platform, well, I got laughed out of each door because non-alcoholic and e-commerce in, in, in late 2019 and, and early 2020 were seen by the industry players as a non-business. Wow, that seems a bit naive. Thank you. So <laughs> I, you know, I, I spent uh, a, a lot of time going to uh, sort of meetings with big shot guys and being told that I've got two of the worst ideas for business. And I just couldn't believe that either I'm, I'm so blindsided having come from, from the UK only that year, or they are so behind into the trends, into what the consumer is looking for. And luckily, it was the, the latter. That was the truth. So then, because nobody had anything coming or even in the pipeline, we took on the role of the distributor, of the importer. So I contacted a lot of brands, a lot of different players, anything from an established household name like Miguel Torres Winery to a one-man band uh, guy who was making drinks in his kitchen trying to come up with a concoction that tasted something like non-alcoholic gin. And I tried a lot, a lot of products mm. and I, I then narrowed them down into what I thought were my hero products in each subcategory. And just so it happened based on the product quality that I had uh, a portfolio of well-known and loved brands by the consumer alongside some new innovating brands that didn't have the marketing budgets, that didn't even have anything. They had a brand and a mm. good product. So mm. we helped them then to grow. Um, and I think that has helped us where we had some big brands that we could kind of put at the forefront in the consumer and say, hey, you recognize this brand, you, you know them, so you can trust them. But on the back of that, here are some fantastic new starter brands. You should always try them as well. Mm. And that helped us in, in, in build the full category here. Yeah. Uh, but do you think that if you, you know, we're in the UAE, which is, a, as you mentioned, lots of nationalities and quite now with the new work week, a global sort of business hub. Uh, but in other countries in the region, did you do any more market research? Are there restaurants in 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 Riyadh now and in in, in Cairo that have alternative options? That's yes. any better tasting? Um, I think that there's a huge there's a huge untapped potential in other markets in the GCC. Now, I think when I was just to go back, I was at the No and Low Alcohol Summit in London two weeks ago. And I sat on a panel discussion where a load of brands were there um, waiting probably to hear from me to say, the Middle East is the holy grail of non-alcoholic. Once you get into that market, you're going to move container loads. And what I said to them was the complete opposite. Mm. You know, it's a great market that needs to be built. There is potential in there. But what non-alcoholic drinks in the West offer to the consumer, it's a solution. It offers a solution. You're pregnant, you're driving you're trying to be healthy, there's your solution to the 
drinking. Mm. In the Middle East, that solution doesn't apply because there's no problem in terms of the local population. I mean, about Saudi, Kuwait, Qatar, the local population, they don't have the experience of drinking. They don't have the the knowledge of pairing the red wine with the red meat or white wine with the fish. So none of that applies to them. So you have to go a couple of steps back and deeper down and think of, okay, let's not go along the route of, you're a wine drinker, I'm going to offer you a really great non-alcoholic wine, you're a beer drinker, I'm going to offer you my Belgian hops. Yeah. Let's do it differently. Let's introduce them to new ways and healthy ways of drinking that goes along with their meal. Let's introduce the occasion to it, right? So instead of offering them a glass of red wine, non-alcoholic wine that sits in the glass that might be a bit uncomfortable for them, let's introduce a sangria cocktail and see how that works for them. You know, if, if, if they don't know what a gin and tonic is, let's make a really cool mocktail with our botanical gin that all the flavors are in there in a more familiar way okay. for them to consume. Interesting. It seems as if uh, it seems as if the, there are people maybe tackling this in a more innovative, creative way with taste in other markets. However, you know, the the drink of choice during Ramadan is Vimto. Yes. Uh, and the dates companies here also have types of liquid form <laughs> that comes yeah. from their farms and things like that but i'm just intrigued because we've had a lot of entrepreneurs on this show and you know the that question the reason it came out together is because some decide the last episode was with um, a supplements uh, company who decided to make a powder for the drink rather than the drink itself and and then previously people have done marketplaces rather than product so it's just interesting people's thought process around this um, and also you know let's focus on one part the manufacturing part um, you know d- to that point do you think that there will be more manufacturing or production if that's the right word of drinks in this region I was at the my Dubai uh, mm-hmm. factories this week and what they do with their re- reservoir of, of water is amazing and there's new water there's other products out there um, and there seems to be, you know, as the UAE evolves, there seems to be more, uh, not just entrepreneurs and startups, but there seems to be more, um, you know, attitude that, hang on, not not only your approach right. that, that, hey, this doesn't exist, but this doesn't exist from the other point of view as well, that I can make this thing here. Absolutely. I think it's like anything, one step at a time. Okay. So, you know, if if the demand is here for non-alcoholic drinks, let's try to fill that demand by bringing the products from worldwide and and get consumers familiar with it. Let's do our homework. Let's trial and test and see what works, what the consumer wants. Fast forward two years when the consumers know what they want, they know what they're looking for. The market move will that with that. And I'm sure there will be brands that will come into the brands, already existing brands who manufacture elsewhere. They will say, hey, we now have enough volume in this region to justify having a production plant okay. that we maybe tweak the, the recipe a little bit, we, 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 we retweak the branding or do something. But that will come. It's not here yet. You yeah. know, it's still a very, the category of non-alc, it's still in its infancy worldwide. Hmm. In the UAE, it's, it's, it's a tiny thing that we're trying to nurture into something. Yeah. So yes, I think longer term, the, the manufacturing will take place here. Like, like with anything, you mm. know, it's you... I know in, in 1990s, you didn't have a homegrown uh, tea company here. You, everything was imported. But now you have a wide range of lovely tea companies that, you know, um, are, are based here. So it's the same. Um, 
yeah so i think in time it, it will come there will be more and and where would where do you think that your business will position for that uh uh in relation to uh, you know, where you source your products? Will you be sourcing them for this region and will it be just a mix of good quality premium products? I think for me, it's if, if whoever is manufacturing it here are doing a better job than a supplier elsewhere, it's an easy choice. I will buy it from them here, mm. you know, and um, but if it's if it's not as good, then yeah. I wouldn't list it on Drink Dry Store. But also it's uh, as, the, as the market of non-alcohol grow, there are, there's more space for more products. So yeah. we might have 40 products on our marketplace now, and it's enough like at the this. moment. But we have to grow that number by the end of next year because the consumer is getting a bit bored of the same. They want something new. They want mm. to open their horizons. More people are coming into our consumer database, so they're looking for different options. So there will be room for different brands, different products coming into this market. Were you switching tack a little bit? Were you surprised with the caliber of restaurants in the UAE and the fine dining? Yeah. yeah. And and do you, do you think that you know they need the type of solution that you're providing? Yes. I think they do, and and it took us a long time. And I have learned a lot from the guys that we brought in from 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 the industry. Mm. They taught me how to speak the hospitality's lingo to convince them to buy these products. Okay. Right. So I think one thing is clear: we are not we are not replacing the we are not catering the for people who are coming to a restaurant to drink fine wines because it's not. They're coming to a restaurant to drink fine wines, and they're coming to a restaurant to to have nice food. We are catering for those people who come into a restaurant for fine wines that don't drink, that normally would sit with a water, a glass of Coke, or another mocktail. And they will not have more than one in the night because it's full of sugar and you're just yeah. not going to have, right? You're not going to have two mocktails with a really nice steak. That's where we come in with our product range, that we cater for those consumers who choose not to drink that night, but they still want to go out and enjoy yeah. the products. Um, and that's where... If, if you as a F&B venue in, 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 the, in Dubai, in the UAE, are not yet listing a good, whether it's our products or somebody else's, if you're not yet listing good quality, non-alcoholic alternatives, you are not in with the trend. Mm. It's as simple as that. You know, um, if, you ha- if you take five guys, right, and four of them drink lager and one drinks Guinness, the lot will go where they serve a good pint of Guinness because that drinker, cares where his good pint comes from. Mm. It's the same with non-alcoholic. If you have a group of people who are going out and the non-drinker or person who's not drinking that night knows that X venue serves superb menu of non-alcoholics, he will encourage the whole group to go to that restaurant. Interesting. Because they do have, you know, non-alcoholic, but as you said, they don't have that sort of premium brand on their menu. Yeah. And to, to that point, you've introduced us and me and... Uh, printed out the list of products in the press release and I wasn't aware of them right and but I think that that might be a little bit of a problem because you know sometimes when there's a new category of drink there's a celebrity associated with it or there's a big name where the market the awareness happens is that happening in in your sector it is it is happening so if you if you kind of take a step out and if you look at the non-alcoholic or alcohol-free drinks industry as a whole worldwide there are some uh discrepancies in what is non-alcoholic so in the west in in uk europe america anything 
below 0.5% alcohol is okay. considered non-alcoholic. So you have a much wider choice of beers, wines, spirits, anything. You know, it's, 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 the choice is vast. And the typical percentage of a beer just for those... Uh... Probably, I'd say about 5%. Okay. Right? That would and... be about 5%. So at 0.5%, you could have a, a, a ripe apple that would have a ripe banana sorry that would have a similar percent it's oh wow you couldn't drink enough of the 0.5 percent anything to make you feel under the influence your body breaks down faster than you can drink it interesting so it's fully non-alcoholic in whichever way you look at it and that's why the 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 kind of deviation is allowed they're not adding alcohol to it it's just from the natural exactly it's just from adding natural ingredients it's you know I don't know, fermented yogurts have a slight percentage of alcohol if you took a pot of yogurt and tested it, you know? Yeah, well. But in this region where we are, we are limited to a 0.0. So the craft makers who make these non-alcoholic drinks, and if they want to be in this region, they have to put in extra effort and extra talent and extra secret and extra recipe and extra ingredient, whatever is their gig that they're doing. Just to to clarify, sorry, you're limited by the fact that alcohol is illegal in some countries or you are you can't put a non-alcoholic label for something below 0.5 percent it's the liquid inside so everything that we bring in gets tested by by local authority here and it's got to be the liquid inside whatever it is the liquid inside has to be 0.0 percent alcohol to sell or just call it non-alcohol to sell even in even in the uae where you can sell alcohol yes if it's a 0.5 it has to go through the alcoholic distributors because then okay. it would be classed as alcoholic. Okay, Does that it. make sense? Yeah. So we are limited here as drink dry. And if we bring in a non-alcoholic drink here, it's got to be a 0.0. Whereas a non-alcoholic drink in UK or Europe can be a 0.5 and below. Mm. So that's why the range here will always be smaller. The offering here will be smaller. So to answer your question, are there celebrities that are associating themselves with the brand? Absolutely. Mm. And we would love to bring them here. We won't be for quite some time. We won't be for But that potentially is an opportunity for the uh, incumbent uh, alcohol licensed distributors. That's a, who knows? Who knows? Okay. Who knows? Let's not let them know. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Okay. So, um, so we're a year in. What What are the plans now? And you know, that's interesting on the on the retail and the restaurant business. But you know, is your new business plan sort of fifty fifty digital and and offline? So I think November uh, was the first month when B two B side of our business took over okay. from B two C and and. B2C has been growing like that. So we're super happy with the speed of, of growth on the e-com side, yeah. direct consumer. But the B2B, I mean, it's sheer volume. You know, it's, 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 it has grown faster. So, okay. and, and we're going with that. We, we, I said, we're a startup. We react to what's happening in the market, yeah. what's happening in our own business. So um, the plan for next year, we are bulking up our team, right? So this year, we, we built the skeleton of the business. It's solid. We put some meat on the bone. It's working and we're bulking it up. So we're bringing in more people in our team. We're, we're going to try to, you know, bring in, a, as an example, an in, in-house graphic designer. So we're not relying on freelancers. We're going to do a lot more in-house so we can be more creative. We can reach our consumer better. Yeah. Um, and it's a big focus for on-trade and, and retail and B2B and, and creating different touch points throughout our consumers' everyday life for them mm. to see these products. So... If in a month you go to a barber shop, you know, we, we are now working with a few barber shops where list our drinks. So you go, oh, 
I see this brand, and then yeah. you pop into a local supermarket. Oh, the same brand is there, and then you pop into your local pub or you know a Friday brunch somewhere, and you see the non-alc on the on the packages. You see the same brand. That's the goal for next year. That. Mm. The brands are visible and we reach our consumer, not just from our e-commerce, not just bombarding them with our digital media mm. uh, ads, but throughout just everyday life. Interesting. And the, and Drink Dry, what would you like the consumers to know that of that? Of Drink Dry? Yeah. I mean, look, I, you know, my, my goal, what I try to do and I, you know, I tell everybody about this, it's, it's a lifestyle. Drink Dry is a lifestyle and I want people long term to associate non-alcoholic with Drink Dry. So if whether they're doing Dry January or whether they're looking to cater for um, a pregnant friend over Christmas, if they think non-alcoholic, they think Drink Dry. Mm. And they go, oh, I know where to go. I We are a natural choice for okay. where to go because people trust us. They know that if they come on our e-commerce platform, drinkdrystore.com, they know that whatever they buy, their guests or themselves will be happy. So we're encouraging people this year to take part in Dry January. And I think this will nice. be the first year where Dry January is a thing in mm. Dubai. Mm. And we take credit for that. <laughs> um, yeah. So we, and you know, I, I want to get to a point where in the menu listings in hotels, restaurants, it doesn't just say non-alcoholic drinks. That it says drink dry recommends because yeah. the consumer trusts us. They okay. trust our brand to recommend the products to them. That's what I was looking for. So you do want it to be <laughs> you do want it to be a brand, not like a, an education platform. So drink aware in certain countries, they have those websites, and also you don't want it to fall into the background of a distributor that no. no one knows of and the brands take over you want drink dry to be the platform yeah. that people are aware think, of look it's it's there's still a lot of education to be done so we are there to educate the consumer yeah. about but what it's we commercial are. entity rather than exactly. That, yeah exactly we're, we're not we're, we're not anything like drinkware because you know yeah. as said you a vast vast majority of our consumers are simply moderators they still enjoy their alcoholic beverage during the weekend yeah. or whatever it is yeah and that's perfectly fine we serve that need for when alcohol isn't acceptable and, and water is boring. We come right in the middle of that. Yeah. So um, we talked off air at the start, uh, just through your surname, and I mentioned I was Irish as well. And what I find amazing is I, I moved here 10 years ago and I never have to explain whether I'm drinking or not. I never have to explain. But in Ireland, you can't go anywhere. You have yeah. to explain. <laughs> and it's really annoying, right? It's really annoying and it's culturally kind of, you know, part of the culture and part of society. Uh, how, how can you, I was at the Irish Business Network last night, the Christmas party, and I had to explain why I'm not, why I'm not drinking. And there was yeah. a lady beside me who had to say she's not drinking for 15 years. These conversations don't come up in other, in other forums. They don't come up at the GQ Awards last night. They don't come up, but they come up at the Irish Business Network. Yeah, yeah. Do you think that will ever change? Yes, and Great. I'll tell you why. Because in in Europe, it's already changing. It's already changing. You know, I will. So let's say I gave up alcohol six years ago, and as a consumer who lived then in the UK, I was asked this question day and night, everywhere I went. Parents evening after school, where they serve wine. Why am I not drinking? Because I'm not drinking. You know, <laughs> a dinner party, a friends gathering, anything like a. a pregnant friend's baby shower why are you not drinking you know I was asked this question <laughs> you're pregnant too <laughs> all the time all the time yeah. but now when I go back to the UK six years later and if I say I'm not drinking do you know what happens nobody asks them the question the absolute opposite happens they say 
what would you like to drink instead? I have non-alcoholic wine, I have non-alcoholic beer, I have X, Y, Z. So the conversation has moved already and I yeah. think that shift will also come here eventually Amazing. in the expat communities. Great, well, pleasure listening to you today. Really, I can see you're a passionate, good communicator and wish you well with Drink Thank you, Dry. thank you so much for letting us share the story of Drink Drive. Thank you. So that was really interesting. Uh, I always learn from the guests and with Erica it was no different, uh, wishing them well and definitely will try them out, it's a good time. Uh, Erica talked about dry January but there's also the festive period when people will be stocking up and entertaining, having gatherings so check out Drink Dry store uh, website. Uh, it also is obviously coming up to the end of the year, we will have a few more episodes the next few Thursdays, probably around three left. Uh, but some of the end-of-year wrap-ups have come out already, such as Spotify's typical wrap-up, usually for music, but they do it for podcasts now. And I want to give a shout-out to one of our biggest listeners on Dubai Works podcast, Faisal Khan, who shared a message that this was his most listened-to podcast in 2021. So thank you, Faisal, and thank you for everyone else that's listening. Also, thank you to Shahir, who's our producer who arranged the interview, but he's on leave in his native Oman at the moment and Ali Baba who stepped in and did a wonderful job. Thank you, Ali. Thank you, everyone. And we'll please do subscribe and rate the podcast wherever you're listening. Uh, and also uh, subscribe if you want to watch in full um, and watch any of our other live streams or other shows, mostly in Arabic, you can go on to smashy.tv or the Android or iOS apps.